What is up, everybody? And welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. Welcome to the show, everyone. I hope you're having yourselves a wonderful week. I really do. It is Valentine's Day. I'll touch on that in a minute. But first, and as, and most important, and always, I like to start off with a little bit of gratitude. That's right. A big thank you to all the Patreon subscribers. And thank you for your patience, Patreon subscribers. Um, I am late. I'm late, and I apologize. Uh, I'm going to record a bonus episode tonight. Uh, you know, the, the whole, for people who don't listen regularly, I had a colonoscopy last week. I had just a bunch of other stupid little shit popping up. Um, I did share some behind the scenes stuff from my other podcast. Let's get dumb. So that was like the content for last week, but you deserve a full episode. So again, my apologies all around anyhow. So, um, and what else do I want to thank? I want to thank everyone who's watched the YouTube special. So my comedy special is now available on YouTube. It's called life and death. Just search Joe Kilgallen, Life and Death. If you go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Joe Kilgallen, it'll be right there on the homepage. Doing very well. It's like 15,000 views in the first week. So 15,000 in one week, that's pretty good. Let's Hopefully it could get exponential. Maybe we could get 30,000 a week too and it could keep blowing up from there. Uh, that'd be the dream. I'm happy with whatever I get though. Uh, I know there's a million pieces of content out there in the world right now. There's so many things that people could watch. So anyone who chose to watch my special came across on accident, whatever the reviews have been very, very, very positive, like over majority, like 90%, a couple dickheads out there, but for the most part, everyone uh, who's, who's commented has enjoyed it. And I, I thank you all for that very much. So um, oh, also this week, February 17th, I'll get this out of the way immediately. I will be in Glendale, Wisconsin, which is a suburb, a northern suburb of Milwaukee. The details there and the ticket link will be on my website as well, joekillgallon.com. If you are in the Milwaukee area, come on out. It's a really cool brewery. I'm bringing a really funny young comedian named Kaylee Horton. She'll be opening for me. Kaylee's awesome. So we're going to have a great time in Milwaukee. Buy your tickets now. Let's go. Uh, they're running a two-for-one until Thursday, February 15th. All right, so that's this Saturday, February 17th. If you're in the Wisconsin area, let's go. All right, fun shit to talk about. I did have an interesting thought, though, just uh, when I was driving the other day. Anyone who lives in or near a bigger city has dealt with this before. You're getting off the highway, and there's homeless people, and they need, they, they want some money. They want a little help, right? They got their signs. They got their whatever, right? They're out there. And yeah, I still say homeless. Uh, some of you listening would be like, well, what the fuck else would you say? This came to my attention recently. Some people say you're supposed to say the unhoused, not homeless, but unhoused. And to them, I say, this is too much. This is too much because I don't think homeless people give a fuck. I don't. I don't think they were running around having a protest saying, please call us unhoused. Homeless hurts our feelings. The words mean the same shit. They do. And look, I'm usually, you guys know me, I'm very open-minded to a lot of things where I'm like, well, but I have to ask. You're insane if you don't ask. So I have a thought where I'm like, all right, we have to change or we don't have to, but you're asking us to say something different. Why? And then I hear it and I go, okay, yeah, that works. I'm down with that. Perfect. Let's go. Then there's other times where I'm like, mm, not just yet. Not, not yet. Sorry, I'm not. And this one is one. A unless I'm completely talking on my ass, someone explain to me it better or clearer why unhoused is better than homeless. Because if someone asked me the definition, I have two children. If one of them said to me, hey, dad, what's what's homeless? What, what's the definition? I'd be people without a house. It's the same shit. That's my point. 
Anyhow, but I, I to the homeless people listening to this podcast, and there are a lot of you, I need to teach you how to beg. I got to teach you how to beg. I, I shouldn't have to, but I need to. There's a right and a wrong way to do it, okay? Now, look, when you step out, people are getting off the highway. Often there's two lanes, right? You wait until the red light. You walk up that ramp, that off ramp, and you're, you, you go down the middle. So cars on both sides can see you. It's a safety thing for you. And then you kind of do your, you're like, mm, yeah, huh, please help. Like you, you do your looks, whatever works for you, whatever's worked in the past, try out different looks. Sometimes you do want to have a look of confidence where it's like, Hey man, Hey dude, uh, I might be down and out right now, but I'm going to be back. I'm going to be back on my fucking feet. So any little thing you could help really appreciate that. You don't want to come off mean. Cause people are gonna be like, why the fuck am I going to give this guy some change? He looks like a dick, but you want to come off like almost like, Hey man, whatever you got, really appreciate it. Just a little, little rough spot for me. I'm embarrassed ass, but I, I'll be back. That kind of thing is kind of like, you know what? Here's some fucking change for you, my friend. Here, You know what? Here's some fucking, we're talking paper money. Paper money goes your way now. Th- that feels good. Then there's other people where you just, you know, that might not work for you. So you got to practice your faces. You got to practice with a little bit of sadness and stuff like that. Now, I'm also not making fun of the homeless slash unhoused everyone. I'm just saying I've this, had this happen a few times. But besides the faces, here's what you do. You walk down the middle of the two lanes during a red light. And that's where you kind of see what you can get. Lately, far too often, I've seen it where the light is green and we got homeless guys walking down the middle. And I'm like, you're going to get fucking hit by a car. What are you doing? Also, anyone who slows down to give you some money, the next six cars are pissed at that car and they're definitely not giving you money. And these can be frequent flyers. These can be people who get off at this exit all the time. That's their off ramp. They've recognized you. They might think, all right, I'll get that guy next time. But if you're going to be begging wrong, right? You're going to be holding up traffic. No one's giving you money. That's the thing I've realized about people. You can't fuck with traffic. If you're to blame, you're, you're going to pay. And that's why the protests where people block off the highway and stuff never work. I've yet to see that lead to anything successful. Well, it's about raising awareness and protests are supposed to make people uncomfortable. And they're supposed, yeah, that's fine, but don't fuck it with traffic. You could have done anything else, sit ins, all that kind of shit. If you want media attention, why don't you block the doors uh, so the media can't get out of their offices? That you, you fucking stay in there and you write a report about this shit. This is serious shit. There's injustice going on out there. Get in there. Instead, going, let's do hands across America, across a five lane highway where people who might have been on your cause normally are like, well, now I'm late for work. Now I'm going to be fired. And, and I was a part of this cause before, but now I hope you guys fucking fail. Like that's how people turn. You got to think this through, think all your angles through. I'm not saying protest needs to be like, just as convenient as possible because then it's not really a protest. You know, you do have to disrupt some shit. That's the point of protest. Don't get me wrong, but don't fuck with traffic. There's a way to, to, to fuck with the system and let them know you're there without pushing away people who would normally be on your side. That's my greater point here. And, and that's the thing with uh, this, the tips I'm giving to the homeless who listen to this podcast. You got to beg right. Okay. Can't be holding up fucking cars. When the light turns green, you get the fuck out of the way. And then you go back out there at a red light. And that, that's how you work it. All right. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to explain this. But here I am trying to spread the good work because I want everyone to be happy out there. I really do. All right. Um, some fun stuff to talk about today. Let's talk about this. Super Bowl Sunday. It was a very good Super Bowl. I, I, the first half was a little boring, but the second half was great. Usher was fine, all that kind of stuff. So uh, I do want to talk about this. I didn't get a chance to talk about my other podcast, Let's Get Dumb. 
that's the problem with having two podcasts now is that usually on let's get done we don't get topical at all but the last couple episodes we've recorded like the day before we were released this past week we've recorded two in a row so now we'll be able to have some separation i think that podcast personally works best with some separation for those of you who have not listened to the latest episode of let's get dumb jonah and i get, i get a little pissed off uh i get a little angry at this one my back was killing me his chairs suck i love the guy and his, his i shouldn't critique any of his setup because it's all amazing and he's the type of guy that would run out and buy a new chair because he's such a sweetheart but uh i want to move it to the couch he's got a nice comfortable sectional couch and every time i watch a podcast where people are sitting on a couch it looks like a better podcast they look more comfy so i'm like why can't we do that we i'm going to talk him into it can you guys write jonah letters um join the join the patreon i'll give you his home address all right so um the, one of the big things from the super bowl that a lot of people piss a lot of people off uh and this is Tra travis kelsey related travis kelsey got all up in his head coach andy reed's face he went like towards him. He didn't like push, but he got like up towards him and bumped him enough where Andy Reid like dropped his clipboard and looked like he was going to topple. And Andy Reid's just a, a big, you know, like I mean this in the sweetest way, husky looking. He's one of those like adorable looking old men. You know what I mean? Where you want to just, he should dress up like as Santa every year. If Andy Reid is not dressing up like Santa Claus every Christmas, the Reid, the whole Reid family's fucking up because that is perfect. It's right there for you. Tell me when you look at a guy like Andy Reid, you don't want to run up to him both hands and just grab his belly and be like, let me shake that fucking belly. I want to shake your little belly. What, what do you got in there? Huh? Fucking jelly. He would have been a great Winnie the Pooh. Like there's just stuff about him where you're like, fucking love this guy. Easily one of the greatest head coaches of all time. Andy Reid's the best head coach of my generation since I started watching football. Yes, better than Belichick, 100% better than Belichick because Andy Reid has won in multiple places. Let me know when Belichick wins without Tom fucking Brady, right? So, you know, Kelsey gets, he's he's pumped up, he's passionate, he's pissed off. They're not playing that well. I thought the offensive play calling was pretty trash in the first half. So Kelsey's just kind of like, let's fucking go, right? He's pumped. And he has since made an apology about it. He talked about it on his podcast that he does with his brother that I've yet to listen to. But every time I see a clip, I'm like, these are likable sons of bitches right here. These are some two good dudes. And so Travis, uh, yeah, he was out of line. It was wrong. There was no defending it. And his his brother straight up said the same thing. Like, hey, we're not acting like you shouldn't have done that. But, you know, he knows you have a passion for this game. He loves you. You love him. And that's just how it goes sometimes. But to the people losing their minds, because I've noticed there's, if you do that Venn diagram, you know, the two circles thing, where it overlaps, people who are totally cool when a head coach gets in a player's face, even if it's a high school player and grabs him by the collar and gets nuts, we're not cool when it's the reverse. See, I don't care for that. I think if you're one of those people that's like, yeah, man, sometimes a head coach has to get in someone's fucking face. I'm a, then you got to be okay with the player getting in the person's fucking face. Maybe not the high school level because you're thinking to yourself, you know, you got to respect authority. Understood. But this is professional football, Right. These guys are all making more money than their head coach. Not all of them, but a good amount of them are. It's professional. You know, again, you shouldn't do that. And he admitted he was wrong, but he shouldn't have bumped. I don't mind him yelling and getting in his face a little bit, but I'm just feeling like if you're for one, why are you so against the other? Why is it okay for a head coach to demean his players and get in their face and do all that kind of shit? Because he's the boss. Are you guys just so like, I just think, you know, be a man. Uh, if it's if it's man-to-man -man shit, be adult about it. I know every now and then I see footage 
I remember seeing Coach Izzo from Michigan State on one of his players' faces, and I remember thinking to myself, if I was that player, I'm knocking you on your ass. I'm an adult now. You don't disrespect me. I'm a 22-year-old senior. Get in my face like that again, I'll fucking headbutt you in front of everybody in these stands. That'll be your legacy. Not the guy who's won a bunch of NCAA titles. Not a dude who's made an insane amount of Final Four appearances with teams that probably shouldn't have been in the Final Four. Your legacy be the guy that got headbutted by his own player and went sliding limp across the fucking gym floor. That's right. Where are we near the three-point line? I'll headbutt you so hard, you'll go spinning sideways to the fucking half-court line. Do not fuck with me. All right? You don't like the way I'm playing? Fine. Tell me that. You could even get loud, but you put your fucking hands on me, dude. I will fucking break a rib. You notice how I didn't blink or stutter? That's what I would do. You get it? How have I not been cast in a movie to play the fucking psycho? How have I not? Uh, what, what does a guy got to do, Hollywood? Listen to this podcast. Hear me go on one of those rants and tell me I want to be perfect to be the fucking villain in something. I know I would. You know I would. But yeah, again, so I'm not sticking up for Travis Kelsey, of course. Don't, uh, you know, there's a right way to do that. And the way he did it was completely wrong. Him and Andy Reid made up like minutes later. And Andy's big thing was, hey, there's cameras on me all the time. What are you doing? You know, and he was just like, you know, regardless of the cameras, I'm in the wrong here. I fucked up. But you got to understand, it's the fucking Super Bowl. Passions are running. See, that's the thing. I just don't like the general consensus of these players need more passion, but not too much. Like you're trying to make people perfect. And just because they're on TV and just because they're at the height of their professions doesn't mean they don't have flaws. They all have flaws. They're human beings. Okay. So I, that's what I like about them. I'm okay with it. It depends how you act afterwards. Now, Travis Kelsey was doing interviews all week being like, yeah, I'm not going to apologize for that. He was calling stupid plays. You know, give me the fucking bug the fuck out of my way. If he was acting like a douche about it, then no, I would not be saying the things I'm saying now. But I definitely feel like, all right, yeah, he got in his face. He yelled a little bit, got a little too heated, but it's all right. It's the Super Bowl. It's the final game of the year. They're desperate to try to do something that no team has done since almost 20 years. The last team to go back-to-back Super Bowl champions was the Patriots in 03 and 04. Now Kansas City has done that in 2023 and 2024. That's an awesome thing to see. So I'm okay with it, right? Again, we want these guys to be fucking killers on the field. We want them to play with passion and intensity because we think to ourselves, you've reached the, the top. You're living out a dream. Do not waste this. That's what so much of society puts towards professional athletes. And Travis Kelsey also has his personal life going into things with him and Taylor Swift and all that, which I've addressed. I don't give a fuck. She had a total of 48 seconds again, and everyone acted like it was too much. And not everyone. It's a small percentage of people. I think it's more media. I think more of the average person doesn't give that much of a shit. It's like you expect it. Again, like I just don't care. They cut to her, and I'm like, oh, yeah, there she is. Oh, Blake Lively's with her. Man, she was hot in Gossip Girl. Like, and then that's it. Oh, Ryan Reynolds is with, why isn't Ryan Reynolds at the game? You know, it's just it's just chatter. It's just shit to fucking talk about in between eating chicken wings and waiting for the game to start up again. That's it. That's it. Don't don't fucking take it too seriously. It's not a big deal. It's not ruining the NFL. It's not ruining anything. You know what I mean? People act like everyone's now forced to watch the games with Taylor Swift fans. Well, before she started showing up in the press box, I just watched with my friends every week. And then since then, I now have to go down to this yoga studio that put in a flat screen and we do hot yoga. And then I have to listen to the women yell at me for all the problems in society as Taylor Swift has shown for half the game. That's what some people try to play it off as not the case. That's not what we're doing here. Uh, either way though, uh, football season is now over and uh, my, one of my favorite sports, baseball and, you know, premier league soccer is in full action, premier league football. I know it's, yeah, I'm going to start pissing off my American friends, but I really feel like it should be called football. 
over here as well. I guess we could say American football versus global football. I don't know. It's too many words. I still think we football sounds great though. And when I watch NFL football, it feels like it should be called football because football has just got a great sound to it. It sounds tough, but you don't really use your fucking foot, right? Except on kickoffs, which aren't even, you know, and those all get touchbacks now. So field goals, you use it, but I guess you're running with the ball. So that's using your feet. I don't know. I've gone off on this several times throughout my life. I, I just don't know. I'm going to, I'll just say Premier League football, NFL football. I'll do the full sentences. I don't give a shit. All right. Valentine's Day, everybody. Today is Valentine's Day. So happy V Day to you and yours. Uh, it's a day where, unless, again, to me, Valentine's Day is a day, unless you're a teenager trying to get laid, who gives a shit? Who cares? Because I really think if you're, yeah, if you're a junior in high school, you got yourself a girlfriend, take it up a notch, go above and beyond. All right. Uh, especially if you're already getting laid by her, she deserves it, right? Because you you know you're just giving her the worst sex ever. You know you're a 17 year old boy, right? What are you giving her 48 seconds of glory? Come on, man. You know, and you're not no way you know how to eat pussy yet at 17. So this is a very unsatisfied 17 year old girl. Her hormones are going crazy like yours. Just go go above and beyond, right? Flowers, all that stuff, nice dinner, do do it up. Um, find some jewelry. Cause she's, she's doing more for you than you are doing for her. You know what I mean? I mean, she rubs you in her thigh and you're fucking there, right? You're ready to go. You're, you're about to explode. Meanwhile, like you're not waking her up with a fucking drumstick and some matches, you know, I don't know what the fuck that meant. Drumstick and matches. Why would matches and drums be in play? If you're, if you're, if you got matches and drums in your fucking bedroom, then maybe you are doing a great job. Maybe she owes you some more gifts, but that's to be seen, I think. Or actually, I don't want to see it. That's that's your bedroom. You shut the fucking door before you start lighting stuff on fire in there. I just think as an adult, once you get beyond college, I suppose, if you're going on a first, no one goes on early dates on, on Valentine's Day, right? I guess if you're starting something up, you might want to impress uh, both ways, man or woman or gay or straight, lesbian, where the fuck it is, whatever you do, whatever you like. Okay, whether you suck or whether you lick, this is this is a blanket statement for every person with a pulse. I just think it's like, why am I going to go to a fancy restaurant on a night where they have a limited menu because they're so packed? Every every annoying person in the world's out, right? You have a wait time, you have to get reservations in advance, all this stuff for a day that you could do any day of the week. You know, once you're in a like a relationship, relationship, or once you're an adult, even say I was single. Right. And I'm like, all right, I'm I'm in my late thirties. I'm talking to another woman in her mid to late thirties or whatever. Hey, you want to go on a Valentine's day? We've gone on a couple dates so far. I, and she, if she said Valentine's day plans, I'd be like, Hey, here's my plan. We could get together. Let's watch a movie. We'll order in maybe, but I, I do want to take you out to a nice dinner. I'd love to take you out to a nice dinner, but why go on Valentine's day? Right. It's often on a Tuesday or Wednesday or something. Let's do it where the crowds died down. Right. We don't go even the day before day after we wait a couple of days, we go, then we'll celebrate our Valentine's day then. And then if she's like, <sighs> like, it just means a lot to me to celebrate on the actual day. Then you say, well, you know what? This isn't going to work out because you're a fucking child. Okay. You're a fucking child. You have to celebrate on the exact day. Well, what is that? What, what? You can't pretend it's Valentine's day the next day. Save your red sweater for a couple days later. Or save your red lingerie for any day of the week. But like, what are we doing? You, you want to wait for hours? Be around all these people who never go out, see see a wait staff that is completely pissed off because they can't believe how dumb all the customers are. That's what you want. The tired chef, 
right? Maybe he's got a runny nose, dripping it into the fucking pasta. You want that shit? Ugh. I'm glad I'm glad I brought this up because now I know we have no future. Goodbye, right? That's see, it's a win-win situation when you look at it that way. Either she's down with that, and she goes, Yeah, fuck, I don't give a fuck. It's Valentine's Day. It's who cares? We can celebrate any day of the week. It doesn't have to be on this exact day when everyone else is celebrating it and it's a hassle to go out. I'm down with that. Now you know you got a winner. And then she fights back against it. You got a loser. Oh, it's a win-win. That is amazing. I'm very excited that I figured this out for everybody. I really am. Um, so yeah, that's what you do on Valentine's day. But as you get older, you know what I mean? I've been married for 10 years. My wife and I don't, it will get a little something here or there. She actually bought me a pack of M&Ms that my fucking dog ate, which isn't good because dogs aren't supposed to have chocolate, but that's all I care about. It's like, I don't need things. What do you get a man for Valentine's day anyway? Right? Here's some boxers with some hearts on it. That's actually not bad. But again, you could do that any time of year, but it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I, I like having dinner, doing that, but I established this very young where I was like, we're not going, we're not playing that reservation game. We're not playing that. You know, they jack up the prices. There's just a lot of negatives to going out on Valentine's day. And I cannot think of one positive. I can't, I can't think of one positive that says it is better to go out for dinner on actual Valentine's day. It's not, I can't. And I feel like the only people who I see against it, I don't see any of I've talked to my gay friends and they're just like, we don't give a fuck. Like they're so chill about it. Lesbians, I don't think care. I think it's a straight woman thing because they, they want to say to their other straight women friends, Hey, so-and-so took me out for di dinner on Valentine's day. I got dinner. What'd you get? You stayed home. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess my guy loves me more than you. It's always stupid and um, way too much competition with one another. It's dumb. It's a waste of time. All right. What else do we want to talk about to you guys about? Uh, not a whole lot, actually. I wanted to do like a real quick 25, 30 minute banger. We are at 22 minutes right now. I'm not going to force it and stretch anything out too far for you guys right now. You know, sometimes I do the podcast and I'm like, oh, let's, what else could I, you know, reach for? Nothing else to reach for at the moment. Um, I will be back, to, you know, every Wednesday the podcast comes out. Sorry, it's coming out a little, little late today. Bonus episode will be out soon, most likely tomorrow, maybe late tonight. I'm going to record late tonight, so it'll probably be out tomorrow. But other than that, you know, um, mid-February already. Got a lot of fun stuff coming up on the horizon. If you haven't shared my YouTube special with your friends, those of you who've already watched, I'd really appreciate it if you do. And uh, you can check out my tour dates at joekilgallon.com. Uh, the full unextended, full unextended, the full extended version of the special is still available at punchup.live. So feel free to check it out there. Thanks so much for listening to the Joe Kilgallon podcast, aka Kilgallon's Pub. All right, cheers.